Ten million Americans bring you Frank Edwards and the news. Good evening. Quonset Point, Rhode Island. A badly burned lieutenant told investigators today that he heard shouts of warning from the catapult room just a few seconds before the blast that killed 102 men on the USS Bennington. As I reported to you on the night of the tragedy, the catapults on the big carrier were filled with explosive liquid, which might have been ignited by a chance spark. The British used steam catapults to launch their planes. They have no such tragedies on their carriers. Washington Special. Last night, the Secretary of Commerce had to admit that in his own words, we are in a recession. Tonight, the Labor Department discloses that it has just added 16 more major industrial cities or areas to its list of distressed communities, which now totals 123 major cities with substantial unemployment, as they say in the official statement. The Labor Department also admits that the so-called improvement in employment has not changed the unemployment picture in the nation's industrial centers. The reason the so-called improvement has not changed the picture is easy to discern. About 100,000 workers each week are dropped from the unemployment compensation rolls after having drawn all their benefits, as you knew all the time. Here are the cities and areas just added to the distress list. Utica, Rome, Schenectady, Troy, Albany, and Buffalo, New York. Erie, Pittsburgh, and Reading, Pennsylvania. Aurora and Joliet, Illinois. Evansville, Indiana. Jackson, Mississippi. Knoxville, Tennessee. St. Louis, Missouri, and Fall River, Massachusetts, all added to the distress list because of substantial unemployment. Cities moving up toward the distress list include Chicago, Grand Rapids, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Norfolk, and Portsmouth, Virginia. The actual number of unemployed in the nation is well above 5 million. Government figures will be released Monday, giving the number of jobless as less than 4 million. Piffle for the people. On June 4, 1954, at 10 p.m., the Frank Edwards News Program signed on WOR in New York. During this month, there were more than 120 major American cities with significant unemployment. The Secretary of Commerce officially announced the country was in a recession. Meanwhile, Vietnam was given technical independence within the French Union. Secretary of State John Foster Dulles felt the U.S. would have to send troops to Southeast Asia to prevent communist expansion. A man and a woman, but no effort was made, and Hoffman died in the electric chair. Winter Haven, Florida. General James Van Fleet says he does not think that American ground troops are needed to stop the communists in Asia. He thinks the job can be done by giving the materials of war to what he calls the courageous natives of Indochina. Secretary of State Dulles joined the growing list of administration officials hinting that U.S. military action in Asia might be imminent. Mr. Dulles told the Senate Foreign Relations Committee today that the communists are not seeking merely Indochina, but all of Southeast Asia. There's an interesting suggestion in my mail from some newspaper men in Texas. They say, President Eisenhower's trip to Korea was designed to end a war. Why not suggest that the president now go to Indochina with the idea of keeping us out of the next war? Albany, New York. State authorities will again distribute, uh, distribute gamma globulin, although they say there is no evidence that it helps to prevent polio. Well, at any rate, if it doesn't help the fight against polio, it does help the companies that sell the compound. Another news. On June 6th, the San Francisco chief debuted. Machinist Weekly prints some preview drawings and specifications. On June 13th, NASCAR held its first ever event in Linden, New Jersey. It was won by Al Keller. 55 Chevrolet, 
will bear a strong resemblance to this year's Oldsmobile. That same day, the last steam locomotive ran on the main Central Railroad. With a new front-end grill, somewhat like the 54 Lincoln. And on Flag Day, June 14th, the words under God were officially added to the Pledge of Allegiance. Kaisers may also include V8s in 55. For months, I've been reporting to you that the gasoline companies were trying to keep prices high by making great claims for secret ingredients, super-duper gas at super-duper prices. Business Week magazine says that the high-pressure advertising on gasoline is an attempt to wean motorists away from regular to premium gas, even though many cars perform better and more cheaply on regular gas. Marketing expert Sidney Margolius says that the gasoline companies are trying to get themselves out of one mess by getting into another. For instance, they add tetraethyl lead to both regular and premium gas to prevent the motor from pinging. They've been doing this for years. But this lead accumulates in the cylinders, mixes with carbon, then gets hot enough to fire the gasoline prematurely, causing what is known as a wild ping. Now the gasoline companies are adding other chemicals to offset the effects of the ethyl. Does it actually make the gasoline worth more to you? Or is it just another gimmick to get more money out of the nation's motorists? Mr. Margolius suggests that you make a test before you decide. Keep track of the mileage you get from a tank full of regular, then from a tank full of this super-duper stuff. After you have done that, he says, you should know whether there is enough difference in performance to justify the difference in price.